You're listening to an Axe Church sermon. Axe Church Northwest is located in Vancouver, Washington, and we have services meeting each week at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can also join us online live at our 11 a.m. service each Sunday. If you'd like to know more about Axe Church Northwest, you can go to axechurchnw.org. Now enjoy the sermon. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for Emmanuel, that you are God with us. Thank you for your word. And I pray that you would give us insight into your word today and how to love you more and how to be more like you. God, teach us to be your servants in humility and submission that we might know your will and do it, that your will might be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, thank you. Lord, I pray that you just forgive any sin that we have, Lord, that would keep us from you during this season. Let us be right with you that we might hear from you, that we might know you, that you might work in us, you might protect us physically and spiritually from all that's out there, that you might give us hope that we would never lose. In your name, amen. This passage we read contains what is called the Annunciation to Mary. The angel Gabriel was sent to this young woman in Nazareth to proclaim to her awesome news. Now we use the word awesome now to kind of mean neat, cool. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's not what awesome means. Awesome is awe, awesome. It's amazing. It's beyond what you could imagine or think. It is great. Really, I don't know of anyone but God that you could really use the word awesome for. This was awesome news. Awesome news. It's the fulfillment of the prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14, which reads, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. Mary was told a number of things 
by Gabriel. She was told she will conceive by the Holy Spirit. She's told that her relative Elizabeth has conceived in her old age. She's told that the baby she will bear is Jesus, the Son of God. She is told that Jesus Christ will rule forever and his kingdom shall have no end. Now, every one of these things is miraculous. Every one of these things doesn't happen without God willing it and having the power to do it. None of these things can happen without God. These are all awesome things. Mary is here in Nazareth hearing that these things will happen. And the angel Gabriel says to her in Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Now remember, this is not a legend. This is not a story that was made up or a story. When we look at the Bible, it's kind of like, well, it's useful. It gives us some moral rules. No, 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 no. It is very useful. It does give us moral rules. But this is no legend. This isn't a made-up story. This is a young woman in a real time, a little over 2,000 years ago, in a real place called Nazareth, a place you can go to. I hope you get the chance sometime. I hope I get the chance sometime. And see, this is real. She had real feelings. This is a real young woman with real feelings, with a real family, with real friends, with real stuff going on in her life, who has an angel come to her and tell her these awesome things. Now, just because something awesome actually doesn't necessarily mean that you might think it's completely good. It's full of awe, but it could be a little scary. Could be a little scary. Mary knows what this means to her. This real young woman in this real life, she knows what this means. She's going to be pregnant with no husband. Now, at that time, and for most times throughout all of history, that is not a place that a young woman wants to be, to have a child, to be pregnant, and to not have a husband. She's betrothed to Joseph. If she's like most of us, she's been planning her life. They're going to be together for the rest of their life. She's been thinking about what that's going to be like. She's got her own plans. We do that too. We kind of have our plans. How are things going to go? What do we think is going to happen? Well, we're going to do this. And we go to school, and then we're going to get a job, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. We kind of have our plans. She would have been like that, like all of us, right? And then here it comes, boom. You're going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And she's got to be thinking, when I tell Joseph that, not sure he's going to believe it. I can tell you that most husbands, their wife comes and says, I'm pregnant. And he knows it's not him. He's probably not going to believe it's the Holy Spirit. So she has to be somewhat concerned about that, right? Or at least she's aware of that. She knows what the people will think when they find out that she's pregnant. And if Joseph says he's not the biological father, she knows just what's going to happen. And yet, in all that, her life completely changed by this awesome work of God. Mary says this in Luke 1.38. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. I'm your servant. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She trusted God. She trusted God. When the rubber met the road, she trusted him. A lot of us can say on a Sunday or when we're feeling good and the sun's out, which is not that often these days here, we can say, I trust God. But when the rubber meets the road and the difficult times come, do we trust him? She showed that she did. These things are going to happen to you. I'm your servant. Let it be as you say. She trusted him fully. She didn't ask for a sign. 
for God to prove that this is what he wanted from her and so on and so forth. She didn't ask for that. She didn't complain that her life would be turned upside down, which happens when you have the son of God. You know, it's going to change your life. She didn't ask whether her betrothed, Joseph, would leave her or reject her. She didn't ask that. She didn't ask, are the people going to treat me like a sinful woman? She didn't ask that. She didn't ask for anything more than the promise that had already been given to her. Even with all the difficulties that she would probably face, she trusted God. Now, for that, she also got to be the mother of the Christ, the Messiah, Jesus. And she trusted God that it would all work out for good. Not that it was all going to be great in terms of the feelings she might have or the things she might have to deal with, but that God would work it all out for good. She trusted him in that. She had faith, belief that God would do what he said he would do. That when God says something, that when he tells us something, that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. If we believe that, if we have faith, our lives look a lot more like Mary and a lot more like Jesus than what my life sometimes looks like. Or maybe I don't have as much faith and belief as I should. She goes to her relative, Elizabeth, who's an older woman. I don't know if you know this, but older women don't usually have children. She was beyond that time. And she was barren. She had never had a child. And they're both still pregnant, Elizabeth and Mary. And Mary comes to the house. And John the Baptist, if you haven't read the story, Elizabeth's having John the Baptist, who's going to proclaim the way before Christ. And when she gets there, John the Baptist leaps in the womb of Elizabeth when Jesus comes in in the womb of Mary. And Elizabeth says this to Mary, Luke 1.45, Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. She believed, Mary believed, and God fulfilled. If David believes, God fulfills. If you believe, God fulfills. We're almost through 2020, and I got to ask, what about us? Do we believe? It's been a rough year. Lord willing, it'll be over soon. We've seen difficulties. We have. Some people, we've seen more difficulties than we've ever seen before. Even people who have been around for a long time have not seen a year quite like this. Around us, we've seen in our, in our culture and in our city, in our town, we've seen marriages in trouble. We've seen mental health issues. We've seen physical health issues. We've seen people go into poverty. We've seen people lose their jobs. We've seen people have difficulty at work. We've seen a divided country, a divided world. For some of us, a divided family. Things have been difficult. We know that Jesus is always with us. He told us that in the scriptures. It's clear. He will be with us always, even to the end of the age. We also know that we, as Christ followers, will face persecution. It's not all going to be rosy and sunshine. But there are promises. As Mary was promised some things about the child she would have, we also as Christ followers have promises. I want to focus on just a few this morning and see whether we believe them. Let's focus on three passages with promises from God for his people. Romans 8.28, you should know this one well if you're around very often. 
And we know that all things, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. Promise. That's a promise from God. Philippians 1, 1 through 6, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing. Listen, that he who began, who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Promise. It's a promise. Now let's read some Revelation. I'm going to read Revelation 21, 1 through 22, 7, and then the last two verses in Revelation uh, 22, 20, and 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. Promise. Promise. God himself will be with them and be their God. Promise. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's a promise. There should be no more death. That's a promise. Nor sorrow. Promise. Nor crying. Promise. There should be no more pain. That's a promise. For the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Promise. And he said to me, right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give it the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Promise. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, Sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. For some people, unfortunately, that's the promise they have to look forward to, which is serious. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its street. And on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, promise, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. That's a promise. We get to serve him. They shall see his face, promise, and his name shall be on their foreheads, promise. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever, promise. Then he said to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly, promise. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. In the last two verses in the chapter, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. 
promise. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Do you believe it? God has told us that he will work all things together for good. For those who love him, for those who are the called according to his purpose. Do you believe that? When your car breaks down, you get a flat tire. When you lose your job, do you believe it? Believe it when your husband or your wife is angry with you and it looks like things are rough for your marriage and you may not make make it through the marriage. May not happen. Do you believe it when your friends betray you? Do you believe it when your loved ones get sick or pass away? Do you believe it? God says he has begun a good work in you and he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Do we believe that? Do you believe him when you fail for the seventh time or like me, the 70th time, seventh time? Do you believe that he's still working in you? You believe it when it seems like you've just hit a wall in your spiritual life? Do you believe it when you go through a day or a week or a season where you just can't feel his presence? Do you believe that he's still working in you, that he will be faithful to complete that which he said he will be faithful to complete? Do you believe it? Do you believe it when you suffer in shame for that sinful behavior again that you've done again and you don't even want to confess and you don't even want to repent because you're just so low and you feel so worthless? Do you believe what he said? that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it? Do you believe what God says about you? Do you believe what he's promised you? When you're told, hey, you're not ready yet, God says, wait, you're not ready to do that yet. Do you believe that he's still gonna work, that his timing is right? Before you take that next step, maybe he has something to do. Do you believe it? Do you trust him? Do you believe it when it's been four weeks or four months or four years since you last really studied the Bible? Do you believe that he's still at work in you and that he can still do that? He can still do what he said? Complete the work that he's begun in you? Do you believe that it's him who will complete the work or do you put it on yourself? He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He's the one doing the work. Do you trust him to do it? you believe that he began it in you and that he will complete it in you? God tells us in the scriptures that God himself will be with them and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There should be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There should be no more pain for the former things have passed away. God said he is coming back and that he is going to make all things new. Do you believe it? Do we believe it? Do we live like we believe it? You believe with all the suffering you see in the world, and there's some terrible, excuse me, dry mouth. <coughs> now you all have COVID. There's some terrible, that's, pro, that's not funny, I'm sorry. Take that off the live stream. That's, there's some terrible, terrible things. Gosh, this is a serious part of the sermon too, guys. Talking about the terrible things in the world. Okay, there are. You look around the world and you see terrible things. Do you believe that our God is good and that he has both the power and the will to heal all that has been broken? That there is nothing that is broken that he cannot heal. The relationship that you have, your kids, with your wife, with your husband, with your parents, with your friends, he can heal it. The physical issue that you're dealing with, he will heal it. He will make it new. Do you believe it? Do you believe that what has been broken will be healed? 
Do you believe that we won't even remember the pains of this broken world other than to see the victory that Christ has had in that? Do you believe as the psalmist writes, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning? If you don't know Christ, you're listening online or you're here today, do you believe he can save you? He can. If you thirst for the waters of life, he will quench that thirst. You want to go from the category there in Revelation that I was in, the liars, the sexually immoral, all of that. That's all me. And yet God saved me. And I went from that category to the category with the promises about being sons of God, about being made new. You can too. Romans 10, 8 through 13. This is from the ISV translation. But what does it say? The message is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message about faith that we are proclaiming. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved as I was, as so many of you have been. For one believes with his heart and is justified and declares with his mouth and is saved. Forgiveness of sins, grace, The scripture says everyone who believes in him will never be ashamed. You ashamed? You'll never be ashamed if you believe in him because he'll take it all away because that's what Christ did on the cross because that's what God with us is about, his birth, but then his death and his resurrection. There is no difference between Jew and Greek because they all have the same Lord who gives richly to all who call on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Believe in Jesus today. Call him Lord. Jesus is Lord. You submit to him as Mary did. Believe that God rose him from the dead. Confess your sins. He'll be faithful and just to forgive them and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you can be a Christ follower and have life. And he will begin a good work in you. And he will be faithful to complete it. You believe that Jesus Christ is going to make all things new when things seem dark. When the blanket of just that ugly depression feeling comes over and you're feeling somewhat hopeless or the anxiety is rising or you can't see how you're going to get through the next hour, let alone the next day, the next week. When you think I can't make it through another night in this sorrow that I'm dealing with. Do you believe then? that God is a healer? Do you believe then that he will make all things new and that you can trust him? Do you believe it when trouble comes? Do you believe it when you feel like Job? Like nothing's going for you the way you want. Like tragedy is the name of the game. Do you still believe it? Where does our mind go? Where does your mind go? To the pain and the suffering and the sorrow and the fear or to the king and the healer? trusting in his promises. You go to sleep and wake up with the promises of God fueling the passion of your heart for the only begotten son of the father, Jesus Christ, that you might believe him, that you might live in him, that you might live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Is that how you're going to sleep? Is that how you're waking up? Is that how you're living your day? 
Are we forgetting about Emmanuel, God with us? Do you say, as Mary did in Luke 138, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Do you say that? With every, with every prayer you make in your heart and on your lips, behold, the servant of the Lord. God, I'm your servant. You do your will. I trust you. You're faithful and true. I love you, Jesus. Is that the life that we're living as a servant? Because we believe that his word is good. And so we will do according to his word. We believe that he has promised us good things and that he will deliver. Do we trust him? Do we live for him? It's like Mary facing whatever it was she was going to have to face. And she, of course, she couldn't know at that time. We can't always see. We want to see how does it work out. I could do this, God, if I knew that tomorrow this and that might happen. Right? This might happen, that might happen, it'll fix it, it'll all make sense. If you just let me see how it all works out, it'd be a lot easier for me to deal with this. It doesn't work like that. You're not promised tomorrow. Mary didn't know. Unlike the song. Mary didn't know. I don't know how it goes, but she didn't know what was gonna happen. But she trusted. She submitted herself to God as his servant. Man. May we believe like her. And we can. We can. Christ, the Son, submitted himself to the Father. He's taught us how to do it. And he is the glorious one. We will face whatever God gives us the strength to face. And God will give us the strength to face whatever he has us face. Because he is good. And he's promised us good things. When you feel like you can't go, Another step, when you feel like the depression is there, the anxiety is there, the difficulty is there, the sorrow is there, the pain is there, just trust God. You will make it the next step. He has not left you alone. You've heard his promises. He's with you. We must believe, we must have faith in Jesus Christ. We must believe that our God is faithful and true. His word is faithful and true. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are faithful and true. Jesus, Emmanuel, is God with us because God loves us and we love him because he first loved us. He's shown us in everything. If Jesus could face what he faced and he told you that you have the Holy Spirit, that you too can face whatever you have to face and that it's all going to work out for good, that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. We're his joy. We also can go through what we have to go through, as Mary was willing to do, as every Christ follower needs to be willing to do. Let's live like Mary, believing his promises, regardless of what we can see. Let's believe and have faith that God is faithful and true. Let's trust him. Let's pray. Father, I just ask that you would make this church, Acts Church, this local expression of your body, a body who is defined by, known by, faith, trust. You've shown us everything we need to know. This world wasn't made without you. All things were made through you, Jesus. 
You've saved us from our sin. I know the wretched man that I was, and I know the man that I am justified in you because you're Lord. Let me live every day with the excitement of that and trusting that if you could do that for me, pull me from the depths of hell and death and give me life, spiritual life, real life, eternal life, that you also can get me through anything. And yeah, we've been through a lot, but we need to be the light to the world while they suffer, that they see that those who follow you, Jesus, trust you, believe you, that no matter what we go through, we're not going to be moved. None of these things will move us because we're solid on the rock. Jesus, you are that rock. Let us feel that. Let us not forget it. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, let us live like that. Let us speak truth to ourselves. Let's take every thought captive as the scriptures tell us that we might discipline ourselves to remember your promises. God, we know you're good. Let us believe it and have faith in it when we face whatever we face. God, you are good as you were to your servant Mary. Jesus, as you showed us how to be humble servants, you taught us by washing the feet of your disciples. We know what it looks like. Let us be that. Take away our pride. Take away our sin. Take away our arrogance. Take away us wanting to do it our way. And let us trust you. Behold the servant of the Lord. Let each one of us say it and believe it. And let it be done as you say it should be done in our lives. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You've given us everything we need. We're here today, listening online or here in this place. We've made it this far. Let us believe that you'll take us all the way. That you, God, who began a good work in us, will be faithful to complete it. I love you, Lord. I look forward to seeing that all things work together for good, for those who love you, for those who are called according to your purpose, because I believe that it's true. I love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Merry Christmas. Thanks again for listening. We hope the Lord blessed you through it. We'd like to invite you to join us on one of our Sunday morning services at either 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Whether you would just like to find out some more info about Axe Church or if you'd like to plug in and take some next steps in your faith, axechurchnw.org is a great place to start. You can also email us at info at axechurchnw.org. There's always more content coming whether it's on YouTube or on our podcast channel. So be sure to subscribe to both of those to always get the newest content from Max Church. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed week.